Welcome to Parking Lot Drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrude. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, dive bars? We're doing dive bars today. Beautiful Saturday morning in Long Beach. We're back. Parking Lot Drunk, Sean Burke, Christian Senrude. How are you? Thanks for joining us. We got a whopping dozen listens, I believe, last for the premiere episode. That ain't bad. So, nah, that's 12 people that we very much appreciated, or eight people that we appreciate, and me. Putting it on repeat on Spotify for the added plays. That works. Yeah. I mean, we basically see this as like a pyramid scheme. I mean, I'm for sure going to hire out like a service that has people in like India just like racking our play count up so we can start getting some podcast advertising. Yeah. Which will filter into a later episode, but we'll get to that. How are you doing, Sean? We, uh, you're feeling all right on Saturday morning? Yeah, feeling uh Pretty decent. I had a large beer at a hockey game last night, and I think I woke up hungover, which I don't think bears well for my overall health, but uh, ate some French toast and took great, great care of it. California beer prices, they've always been bad, but like, what, what does the tab for three beers last night? $51. $51. That was more than the ticket to the game. <laughs> it was, actually. Yeah. Granted, we were uh, at level 420, which is the highest level... <laughs> I think they planned it that way. Yeah. Obviously. Level 420, that's the, that's the highest. That's the vape section. At the Honda Center. It's 420. I bought a tequila soda for Heather and a beer for myself, and that was that was about 30-something bucks, too. So, yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah. It's nothing new, but uh, coming from, what's a, uh, what was a beer at the Joe? What was that run? I think it was probably like 10 bucks, mm. and that was expensive. For a Bud Light or whatever it was, but it's the name of the game, I guess. Yeah, that's why God invented tailgating. You just get drunk beforehand and spend all your money on nachos at the game. I gotta soak this up in this so I don't cause a scene. Didn't wasn't the first game you went to uh, the Red Wing game? Didn't somebody get in a fight and get thrown down? Like, yeah. The earliest memory I have of a hockey game, I was sitting like two or three rows from the glass, which I thought, oh, well, this is great. Like, everyone should watch hockey this close. But uh, my dad's friend had season tickets. That's why we were able to do it. But there was a commotion with a usher and somebody who, I'm not sure what the situation was. I just remember turning around and seeing the usher get thrown down the flight of stairs and roll <laughs> all the way to the glass. And I was like, this game is amazing. What I a, love it. What an amazing sport. Thank you, Canada. <laughs> yeah. Fights on the ice, fights in the <laughs> stands. It's amazing. Yeah, I remember going to the Cincinnati Cyclones game, which is like uh, minor league, very minor league. Yeah. And then just being like, why aren't they fighting? <laughs> and my dad, the, he's not a big hockey fan. And then him just being like, just let's, let's get through this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah, I can see your dad doing that. <laughs> Ah, he's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, I went out after the hockey game, so I'm a little fuzzy, but, you know, these things happen. It's we, we Friday had, night, baby. Yeah, it was Friday. We had leftover Indian food to help stem the tide and wake up a little not terrible, so yeah, all right. But today, speaking of uh, bars that I was at last night, that we had the realization that they close at 2 and then open at 7. <laughs> So it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Just clean it up, 
put a little lipstick on it and yeah. just roll it back out there. Or in most cases, they probably didn't clean it up. Oh, well, no. <laughs> probably turned off the lights <laughs> and then turned them back on. Yeah, I was getting food at uh, one of the dive bars around here uh, recently, and it's like always dark even during the day, and then I'm like looking up and I'm just like, there are so many bugs flying around. <laughs> yeah. And you would not notice it unless you just happen to be staring at the light and as they're flying through. That seems like a prerequisite for dive bars is just random fruit flies and bugs <laughs> and then the overwhelming smell of a toilet. It feels like you're in the bathroom drinking, but Yeah, there's definitely it's gotta be dark. Um it's gotta be open at odd hours. And there has to be some sort of wildlife that f- is flying around. Yeah. Or like just a bar cat or dogs that are allowed in the bar. Otherwise, drinks would be $15. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pro-dive bar. My history will show that I'm pro-dive bar. Yes. And uh, we have ha- we frequented some good ones. I always feel like I don't belong at a bar that isn't a dive bar. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, I feel like I even at 35, I'm like, am I being judged? Yeah. <laughs> like, Heather, last night, because we had happy hour before the game, and I sent her the, the, the Yelp link for where we were getting a happy hour, which is why she kind of dressed up. She made the effort. She yeah. She looked really nice, but I was just like, we're just going to a hockey game. You know, you don't have yeah. to do anything You that told special. her the name of the restaurant yeah. beforehand, right? Yeah, Roy's <laughs> in Anaheim, but she saw the pictures, and she was like, it looks real fancy. <laughs> I'm like, Was it? Uh, I mean, I don't think so, but... Uh, yeah, like, I would as- expect a place called Roy's. Yeah, I mean, they do have that open-air kitchen thing that's like um, kind of like upscale. Like, oh, you can see everyone working in the kitchen all at once, and for some reason that's upscale. Like, it's the same as, uh, it's just like Subway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can see them preparing my food. <laughs> These are food artists. Food artisans in the back. They're not hiding it. The whole experience is open for our view. They can't openly spit my food. Yeah, but yeah, my point being, like, I didn't, it's not anywhere that I would go and be like, I feel at home in this upscale, yeah. maybe p- potentially upscale bar, but I think we also might have a different MO with drinking than a lot of people, where they're like, we're going to go wear nice clothes and buy an $18 cocktail yeah. and try to swoon this woman who's out of my price point. <laughs> I think that's the, like, the downfall, like you go to dive bars when you're young and then you go to a nice place and you're like, I know I can get this beer cheaper someplace else. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fuck <laughs> with this. But if you're worried about price, you're probably not. Hey, I mean, if you, yeah. Like if you, price is for sure a big factor for dive bars. And if you're not concerned with price, which people that go to those swanky ass places That's aren't. That's true. And if they are, it's more for the other, op- the opposite way. It's like, I like that I'm buying a $30 drink that has smoke rising out yeah. of it and activated charcoal that's this gonna is clean incarnate my of my success as a human being this res- ref- this reflects my journey <laughs> this reflects my drive this is my this self-worth is i'm drinking myself here <laughs> and meanwhile we're drinking ourselves in 18 packs at a time yeah <laughs> for uh, 16 dollars on special at stater raping together <laughs> loose change i shit mine <laughs> we're a little low uh, get in the couch. See if there's any money in there. Shit. We're going to the recycling. But do you remember the first dive bar you went to? The first dive bar I went to is... I mean, it's not... It's It started as a dive bar, but now I think it's like a historic place in Traverse City, Michigan. The UNI Lounge. Uh, and when I was going there at first, you could still smoke inside. 
So after a night of drinking there, you would come home and immediately have to do laundry. And I think that's kind of the uh, the mode with most dive bars is that you're going to have to clean yourself after going in, into them <laughs> because there's a cornucopia of smells that accompany a, a good dive bar. That's very true. And in Pittsburgh, there are still places. I feel like every time I go back, people are still smoking in bars. And I'm just like, why do you like, I guess if you smoke, you like it. But like, even if you don't drink, you get a headache and you have to do laundry. And it's like, why are we coming? Why are we okay with it as non-smokers? Like, all right, I, I respect that you have the right to smoke indoors in places that allow it. But also like, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you have the right to be, like, it's the same reason, like, just assholes. <laughs> or just like, this is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it here, and you have to deal with it. Yeah, but if it's, like, known that, all right, that's a place where that happens, it's like, I, yeah. I have the right to not go there. That's like, true. <clears throat> it's the so same like, thing with bars with children. You're like, yeah, mm, I'm not going to do that. anywhere with children. That one's tough, because even, like, whatever he- hang headache you're going to get is just, like, amplified so much if there's cigarette smoke involved yeah i like i had a brief foray into smoking cigarettes because i thought it would help me like focus with writing and stuff and it didn't but (laughs) anytime that i'd like get buzzed enough to have a cigarette the next day i was like this is so much worse it's a whole other level of like pain and yeah i'm like this is terrible i've i've never smoked a cigarette and it's based on being a probably nine or ten and being on the bus and just seeing like the trashy kids smoke cigarettes <laughs> and i'm like i don't think i want to associate myself with those kids so uh, yeah i've been i've never partook but from everything i've heard it's terrible so i'm not into it uh, yeah. but i'm i pre- i don't know like i'm at a weird crossroads where i'm like i don't really i don't like being around cigarettes but i'd rather be around a cigarette smoker than a vapor yeah like somebody smoking the c3po dick because the vapor feels like at some point they're going to be like, hey, do you want to go on my four-wheeler? Like, that's <laughs> there's a whole other kind of connotation with uh, vaping. Or do you want to listen to my SoundCloud mixtape? Do you like Crazy Town and their <laughs> hit Butterfly? Can you name another Crazy Town song? <laughs> Me neither. No one can. Crazy Town can't name another Crazy Town song. <laughs> what about you? What was uh, your fa- first uh, dive bar? I'm trying to think. Uh, the first one I remember that comes off the top of my ha- head is uh, the Castle in Pittsburgh, which isn't even a dive bar. It's um, a is... speakeasy that is open after hours. I might have to blurp out the names because we're going to have so many <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Somebody's going to get pinched, clearly. But uh, yeah, the Castle. And this was like right when I first started drinking. When I started, everybody was going to the south side. It's like the established party area of Pittsburgh. It's just across the river from the colleges. And yeah. so it's like not right in the college town, but it's like, all right, we're, we're getting a little more adult. So let's go across the river and go party in Southside. So it's a little, but there's like, so it's so chachi down there and fucking like tight, you know, popped collar type deal. Yeah. But we'd drink down there and then somehow we'd end up at the castle. And then that is just like, well, drinks cash only and throwing up in the toilet hoping nobody mob connected is hearing me do it. <laughs> who let me do this just living that royalty life yeah that's the problem with like when you start drinking no everybody's just like oh he's gonna be a fucking um, animal for a while and it's gonna be hilarious and then they just nobody it's like 
all right, let's put some training wheels on him. Let's teach him, like, oh, you got to eat yeah. and drink water. I feel like that depends on the bar, that, though, because, like, I've seen plenty of 65-year-old men at 2 o'clock at the <laughs> dive bar who are getting loose. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's their bread. I, you got to gotta keep the lights on somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a retirement plan, I guess. If you're a dive bar, uh, yeah. You, gotta, yeah. you can't alienate your, your fan base. Got to get those Social Security checks. <laughs> yeah, you do. That mo- that's good money going to waste if it's not coming to you. Yeah, Pittsburgh's got a great dive bar scene, obviously, which I appreciate. Gooskies is the go-to one in Pittsburgh. It's like the, kind of the skate bar. Another telltale sign of a dive bar is if, if there's writing on the wall, like literal like marker, pen. Like prison like, sketch. <laughs> like, help, help me. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine a bar bathroom decorated the whole bar. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few places... Uh, in Grand Rapids that are like that, where it's like, wow, people can just tag wherever. Uh, I feel all right here. Yeah. Because well. no matter what I do, I can't damage anything. <laughs> There's Gooskies, which is in Polish Hill, which is like Polish Hills. Pittsburgh in general has like this thing where it's clearly just, these used to be houses that somebody just decided to turn into restaurants and bars on the first level. Yeah. And then they like changed it up. So like the upper levels are now living spaces, whereas, you know, bottom is re- or retail and whatever. Or commercial. Gooskies is like that, where it's like, there's some shit, there's people above while you're getting fucking blacked yeah. out at, until two. But then there's Brewskies. <laughs> Gooskies is in Polish Hill. Brewskies is in Southside, and that place is dangerous. <laughs> they have Old Crow there. Which, oh, that's well, a, why that, not? <laughs> hint, hint, we have Old Crow. Mistakes will be made. Yeah. But that whole place is just all, it, it's a big bar. They have multiple pool tables, and it's just all marker. Like, I don't know how many nights we've been there and just really putting in the effort on whatever mural we're making that night. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, I think this fuck Yin's mural is really going <laughs> to, I think this we is, really got to spell it out. I can so. see this at a, at an auction at Christie's uh <laughs> auction house and our my friend rob's like a really good artist and he just gets kind of he just he gets super hammered and just it's like you can see him just space out and start to draw on there another really really great dive bar when we moved well when i moved to california and we went up to started going up to la which is no longer a dive bar is little joy yeah that has changed dramatically. Like 360 degree. That's not. That would be right backwards. Yeah, 180. 180 degree turn. Because <laughs> when we started going there, it was the worst. Like, it looked like it was under construction. Yeah. It looked like, hey, roof fell out. We're still open for, uh, well, under construction. Yeah. There's holes in the walls. Don't worry about the DJ in the secret little compartment <laughs> in the wall. Yeah. Weird hole that we've carved out. Yeah. Uh, who's also clearly selling Coke. <laughs> Yeah, that is my introduction to L.A.'s, hey, you want some Coke? Yeah, like, same. I was just talking about this. I'm just trying to go to the bathroom, man. <laughs> like, there are no stalls here, and everyone's doing drugs. And they're and very generous. So generous. <laughs> so it's polite. Like, no, I'm, thank you, though. Like, yeah. thank you that um, you would assume that I'd be cool and, like, you know, I could go be a narc. It's a real community <laughs> feel there. Yeah, it's great. But they had, for sure, had the, the telltale graffiti on the wall. Yeah. The characters there also, just like the the dude that was just like holding cord in there and he had his like frilly suede jacket. Yeah. There were some dudes that looked like 1970s drug dealers. Yeah. There was like some warriors extras in there. Yeah. What a great time though. Yeah. Because like every, I mean, obviously everything changes and whatever gentrification and, but like we 
clear-cut keystones for that neighborhood's in Echo Park specifically. Yeah. On Sunset and Echo Park, where it's like, there were nice places, and then there was, like, Gold Room, where, like, apparently the Always Sunny people would hang out there sometimes. And Yeah, that was a fun bar, getting oh. free burritos <laughs> and quesadillas free with your drinks. and quesadillas and grain alcohol with the, yep. with the paps. <laughs> Just feeling terrible the next day, but... You know, that's that's the journey. How we made it home. Like, thank God for Andrew for passive aggressively in the... Yeah. I remember one time we were leaving there. can't remember who it was, but they snuck a beer out, and then they threw it against a wall. (laughs) And it was like, we're really pushing our luck here. Like this... They let us do everything. What else can we get away with? We don't live here, and this is a real city, so... Yeah. I mean, one night I had clearly had too many, and then fate dealt me some lucky cards and met a lady and felt real good about myself, and I made a little bit of a ruckus and had some full-on Echo Park gangsters oh, yeah. <laughs> coming after us. I apparently won a dance-off in Little Joy that oh, yeah, you did. I do not recall one bit. You got moves, Sean. I'm, I met a very, very nice lesbian lady and then won a dance-off. It was a great <laughs> night. It's just a shame I wasn't there for it, but... Well, you know, check your voicemails. Yeah, we'll see. Little Joy wasn't the bar where you met full-on Red Flag. That no, was, that was a uh, shortstop. Yeah, which is still there. Yeah. Great bar. It's a good bar. Fun. I haven't been there in a long time, but I think it's still in the rotations. Yeah, I was there like a year or two ago. It's very, really lean into the dancing of it. Uh-huh. Last few times I've been in there, it's like a dance club. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Well, like club club or like? Kind of cl- like Echo Parky kind of dive club a lot of people dressed up as yogi bear dancing around it's like people are there to drink and then people are there to dance and uh i'm here for both they're pretty separated but it's a good time getting back to little joy though like now like going from clear like it was a mexican couple that owned it i think it was like a mexican family or yeah something? it was clearly family owned and they were just so happy that anyone was in there drinking yeah. and giving them cash and it was probably cash only back then i don't yeah. remember Regardless, the one thing I remember is the fan. Oh yeah, the one <laughs> hole in the ceiling that just blasted cool air that, was... that we would all like huddle under after yeah. sweating it out, dancing hammered. And like... then if people tried to get into that area, we would just awkwardly dance at them until <laughs> they left. So yeah, it's a great, great strategy. It's a good thing to know. You just dance on people <laughs> and make them feel uncomfortable. I hope they made so much money when they sold that place because it went from shithole happy anyone's in there like the 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 lady and the, she was always so nice yeah and uh now it's like it's so it's like 16 dollar cocktails like yeah i'm sure craft brew on tap and I'm, it's a nice place the only time i've been in there that i can recall lately in the last several years they opened <clears> up <throat> a little tiny venue thing in it too where you kind of have to slide through like a hole in the wall to get to it mm. and it's like last time i was there there's like a metal band in there and it was not built for sound so it feels <laughs> like you're being tortured but yeah i'm not shitting on what it's become i'm just saying it's 1000 percent different because yeah. it is just like Probably dudes in vests, like with rolled up sleeves, serving you like full on mixologist drinks, cockatiels. 30 IPAs on, on draft. Why is IPA the only fucking beer that anyone's latched onto? Like, I am so sick of IPAs. It. Can we like really start exploring the Mexican lager? It's such a better beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's something you can cra- drink without feeling tired and full. Yeah. Oh, this one has hints of grapefruit and charcoal. Why? Why? Yeah. That sounds and it's terrible. All, it's all bullshit anyway, because like, they have those citra hops where you're like, oh, citrus, this is going to be like light and fruity or something. 
Nope, it's just chalk. And uh, oh, it's sour and oh, yeah, it's like an expired sour patch. Kids. The older I get, the less I can tolerate microbreweries yeah. and all that. I also, it's like you can't trust them. Like I can trust cocktails more than that because at least you can watch how stiff they pour it, and you're like, all yeah. right, I know how to navigate those waters. Whereas like a, I don't know, like an a a b b a b v. Doesn't mean shit to me. Like, okay, it's stronger. Yeah. Does that mean you don't know until it's too late? Yeah. And the anxiety I get from an uh, like an IPA night, the wave of anxiety I get from that is just soul crushing. Yeah. And the clear answer is, hey, get your shit together and learn how to drink. But I'm also like, no. Yeah, they I should change and just get Modelo's and uh, yeah, that too. Share our research. <laughs> Let's. The uh, source of the term dive bar. Dive bars are rooms of disrepute. Uh, you know, you're not an uh, upstanding citizen if you're hanging out there. But they also, the term comes from the fact that most of them, whether from prohibition or just no one wanting you to be seen in public, they were downstairs. They were literally rooms you could dive down into. And if you showed up, hammered or we're leaving hammered you could dive back into so oh. there's the term dive bar for you so like when they say like this place is a dive was that around first or did that come after that's a good question let's that's just a general term um according to the internet which is never wrong according to the oxford english dictionary the colloquial use of the term uh dive to describe a drinking den or, quote-unquote, other disreputable place of resort, end quote, comes from the fact that these types of establishments were originally housed in cellars or basements into which frequenters may, quote-unquote, dive without observation. The OED says that the first documented use of the phrase appeared in the New York Herald in July 1871, one of the gaily decorated dives where young ladies, quote, dot, 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 dispense refreshment to thirsty souls. <laughs> Just a beautiful... <laughs> Dispense refreshments into thirsty souls. Into. Not serving. <laughs> they just tilt your head back and then just dump alcohol down your throat. It appears again in 1882, then in an 1883 edition of Harper's Magazine, quote unquote, opium, opium smoking dives. When was opium, like, how late was the opium legal? Yeah, doesn't matter. Opium, drinks, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Eh, we're all just get, catching a buzz. Don't harsh my mellow, man. Just have a bunch of day beds sitting around in case you feel the need <laughs> to shoot up and then... Uh... I've got some nice young ladies that'll take you in the back. Yep. Uh, it is directly used in reference to a tavern in 1886. Quote, a grand entrance takes the place of to uh, takes the place of the tavern, which is relegated to down below and is, quote, and is called a quote-unquote dive. So essentially a place for street urchins to <laughs> hide themselves from the searing daylight sun. Go take a liquid nap and take your mind off things. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any dive bars that are, like, underground that I've been to. Uh, the only one that comes to mind right off the bat was uh, a Portland speakeasy, which is also where I bought my first edible, which I don't believe was legal at the time. Side story, friend uh, either bang, they, they were either having sex in the, the keg room, or <laughs> like they were for sure going no judgments at down, downstairs. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's a dive bar. Yeah. So, whatever. Get yours. 
But I bought a couple brownies, and we only had like a day or two left. And I said, proudly, we're eating all these by the time we leave. Smash cut to me, almost shitting my pants in a corn maze. And (laughs) (laughs) then just rushing through the corn to find a bathroom. And then staring into the soul of a goat. Uh, And somehow we ended up at a river metaphorical or otherwise we're all just high out of our minds and staring at the river of time or whatever and there was a man in a yellow raincoat i don't know if he really existed or not but uh yeah that was a first that was a fun first four-way into edibles and slowly realizing edibles are not for me yeah just keeping portland weird (laughs) that's that's the key I mean, the locals do it. I might as well take part. That's the nice thing about dive bars, though, is they're kind of like the same wherever you go. You know the kind of people that are going to seek them out and who are going to be there. Yeah. And you can kind of tell if it's disingenuine. Like in L.A., there's a lot of dive bars, quote unquote, that aren't. They're purposely made that way. And you can tell right away. They're like, oh, yeah, people aren't spending their social security check here to get drunk in the middle of the day. I'm not on board. Inauthenticity. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny aspect of that, because like like dive bars are kind of like hip, so like hipsters seek them out, but like the guys that make them cool, or or ladies or whatever, they're the, the bellwether. So yeah, who hate those people? If it smells too nice, you're like, nah, hmm. this doesn't feel right. Do both faucets work in the bathroom? I'm out. Does the bathroom door lock? <laughs> if it does, leave is because it, <laughs> is it a bathroom or is it just a toilet? <laughs> it's a toilet that you have to hold the door to keep it shut from people walking in, you're in the right place. Yeah, you're on the right track. That's a good dive bar. Yeah. Did somebody pee all over the toilet paper? Even better. <laughs> Do they sell food that you would never eat? Yeah. Do they sell food? Not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Is the food in plastic bags? Better sign. <laughs> Unless it's pickled or wrapped in a piece of bread. <laughs> I don't know if you count. Have you been to JoJo's? Where? Uh, it's the coldest bar in Long Beach. It's a, uh, kind of a not. staple. We should go sometime. Um, it's great. It's. I don't know if you would count it as a dive bar. It's been there. It's an institution. It's great. Potentially racist. I don't know. I've I mean, heard rumors. I've heard rumors. It's Trump's America. Everything uh, is potentially <laughs> racist. I mean, yeah. I yeah. Mean, who depends on who's saying it and how hard. That's but, true. Uh, regardless, uh, they serve beer in goblets. And they're all frosty. They're yeah. great. And then they, they actually... That's ha- a challenge because it's like, hey, here's a slippery drink that you're already <laughs> drinking. Yeah. So You've been drinking. So hold on to <laughs> yeah. this one. But my point is, most dive like dive bars do not serve food. Like, unless... Unless it's hot dogs. If it's bun-based... Well, that... <laughs> funny you mention it. Because <laughs> JoJo's <laughs> serves uh, food, but it's, it's like a hot dog wrapped in like rye bread and a piece of cheese with a pickle like it's it's bar it's for it's like the lowest tier bar yeah, food it's, it's barely that, food it's something it's, that will help you continue yeah, drinking if you're a marathon drinker jojo's is a place to do it because it's like oh they'd have the right they have pickled eggs <laughs> just, you know it's a cool hand luke situation if, yeah, if you just want to smell as bad as you feel <laughs> just <laughs> if life has given up on you and you just need a place to vent. If you want it's a, there. the cl- cologne of defeat, <laughs> just come in and you drench yourself. cologne of single dad who has not even half and half custody. Stepdad who has given up on winning over his child. 
this is the place for you. But yeah, like moving up here and like having food available while I'm drinking, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> This, this is, is great. Oh my goodness. It doesn't just shut down after 7.30? I don't like, have to wander the streets like a zombie <laughs> looking for a burrito. Uh, I guess Postmates would have saved a lot of people. What a great time to be alive. Because like, I Postmates Del Taco to my house not once, but twice this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Consistency. And, and the second time, I ordered a lot. Because if you order enough, you don't have to pay the fee. <laughs> I'm like, and I ate all of it. It was, I woke up at four o'clock and my body's like, I hate you. This day's we're, over. We're ruining your day now. Yeah. Because you ruined our night. I use Postmates. We've been working overtime. I use Postmates as a way to tell myself like, hey, you're not that bad. <laughs> like where I'm like, uh, I don't want to leave the couch. I'll just order something from Postmates. And then I'm like, come on, man, just get up and get out of the house and go get it. And then I do that. And I'm like, victory for the day. I'm done. I didn't make somebody else do this. Yep. Back to the couch. My friend Nancy, who did the intro voice for this podcast, she's so fun, man. She's one of the, my favorite people to drink with. She could drink me under the table, no questions asked. We went out for her birthday like two years ago, and we were at this like mezcal bar. And like I did, at the time, we weren't super close, but my friend and I both got her like a round of shots for her and her friend just from like a ways away because we we're like, we set our highs, we're hanging out all kind of like in a group. And we just see the shots arrive. No one acknowledges where they came from. She just looks down on them. Bam! Bam! <laughs> Quick, drink them before somebody realizes they no. made a mistake. Yeah, it wasn't even like the, that kind of like, oh, quick. It was just like, a, okay. And it was just business as usual. Pop, pop. <laughs> like, <fuck>. Mid-sentence. <laughs> Damn, you're a fucking champion. But my point is, she gets so hammered that she Postmates food. And then passes out. <laughs> but it's not even like she'll order a little bit of food. She'll order $200 worth of Applebee. <laughs> and then pass. That, that's Applebee's year. Like, <laughs> they're like, shit, we are done. Yeah. And then she like will pass out before it shows up. And then, <laughs> like, and then wake up and it's out on the porch. <laughs> She, oh, she's got a joke right now. I, I hope I'm not burning it, but she's got a joke basically where it's like, have you ever gotten so drunk that you order your Postmates a bur- burrito and then it's taking too long so you Postmates a second burrito? <laughs> it's a challenge Postmates. <laughs> Who's going to make it there first? Yeah, and then you eat both of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and everybody rules. wins. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, she's like the top tier of partying. Oh, I fucking love that's it. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much where we really cut our teeth in early onset alcoholism was uh, <laughs> the San Clemente area of Southern California, which has a lot of uh, obstacles to drinking. If you're just in a place to get drunk, uh, you have to contend with Marines that are trained to kill who are upset because girls aren't talking to them. And well, there are also not that many girls out in San Clemente. That's true. It's a numbers game. And... Uh, you, you'll always lose. But <laughs> there are the weird mix of people down there is very it's fun because it's like surfers and skaters, Marines on leave, like t- old townies, like which not even townies. It's just like beach people that yeah are, like are retired or 
we'll talk your ear off about just random things that happened in the 70s surf scene yeah. you could not care a single fuck about this used to be all strawberry fields i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> cool well it's a strip mall now so yeah it's just another piece of mauve get blame a uh, pack song i don't know yeah is there there's not really a high-end bar there there's like it's yeah, too not, small for anything like that. Yeah, really there's a lot of high-end bar restaurants, but... Yeah, but, I mean, the dive bar scene, for the amount of bars there, is not bad. Like, it, yeah. like there are shitty bars. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, when I say shitty, there's, like, shitty, and then there's, like, oh, so this is so shitty. There's bar. bars there that locals are afraid to go to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When we started going to Knuckleheads, people were, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what was the sun... Was it Sunsets? Or the one um, just on PCH. With, oh, uh, shit. Like, I ordered the drink with all the fruit in it the one time. Oh, it had yeah, shuffleboard. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally somebody had been stabbed in this bar, yeah. like, recently. And people were like, people still go there? I'm like, yeah, it's on the way. Yeah, it's uh, it's a place to drink. It's a place to drink. Yeah, but, like, the, the cornucopia of... Uh, of options for dive bars in San Clemente for how small it is. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. They've got it figured out. Yeah. Uh, I um, In the intro to the, the podcast, I have like drunk voicemails, and one of them is from our friend Kent Keenan when he's out at one of these <laughs> dive bars, and he's upset that we're not there. Yeah. Everyone's here. <laughs> I'll, I'll play it at the end. <laughs> okay. Now. That one, that... Props to the outrigger because that it's it's kind of scary. Or it was when yeah. I still lived there. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> I have zero qualms about going into any place to drink, but that that's one of them. Yeah, I'm like, this is out of the way and weird. I don't know what's happening. Like, is this some sort of weird swingers thing? Is yeah. like <laughs> happening? Am I gonna get Shanghaied here? But then there's a uh, Mulligans, which is also out of the way. <laughs> And seemed like the don't ask military bar. Yeah. Like the people, they're like never women. Like the only women in there were like, if we ever brought our friends there. Yeah. And when you walk in, it has a look of concern of like, who is that? Do I know you from work? Yeah. And, <laughs> and they also used to sell bracelets that you could drink all you could drink. <laughs> For, like, not very much money. If you're, like, trying to get a Nicolas Cage leaving Las Vegas vibe, <laughs> that was your challenge yeah. spot. Mulligans on whatever bracelet night was where you could just drink their keg beer until it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and they they had beer pong. Like, any bar with beer pong, you know, is just... It's inviting a, a fight or some kind of date rapey scene. Just bring out all the bros. Yeah. Let's see what happens. But thankfully, it was out of the way enough that it were crowded. And it, like, really, I never had, like, a real aggressive vibe there. Like, it was, yeah. it was like. It wasn't like an Oli's. No. Type like, of. the. Oli's <laughs> <laughs> um, is. We put in serious time. Yeah. We Oli's. punched the clock we, a lot. I think about that all the time the amount of, like, hours and money we've spent there. And I was just like, we did shifts. We did. Like shifts at these bars. I I liken it to being like a 
like habitual gambler of like <laughs> this time it's gonna it's gonna pay off. Yeah, but like what we were gambling on was like hopefully making out with somebody or like yeah, just, and just not getting punched in the yeah that too that, that was that that's going that's landing on that's that's pushing. But uh oh man we someone got pepper sprayed in the old place buried. yeah. <laughs> I got punched in the face outside of, <laughs> out in front of it by a marine. You also got slapped in the face and then laughed at the guy oh, in yeah. the face, <laughs> which which was the best defense <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, look at this asshole. Yeah, slap. Who are you calling us? Slap you? <laughs> this guy just uh, that area. Um, what was that restaurant? That. That Mexican restaurant at like late night spot. Oh, oh, fucking. Where it's uh, a UFC. Adolfo's. Yeah, Adolfo's. Throw him in the green sauce. It's, <laughs> it's a UFC fight waiting to yeah. happen. Oh, it's so it's the one restaurant that's still open after the bars close in San Clemente, and everybody spills out over there to. So all the, all the dudes that wanted to go get laid, and nothing laid are still with their bros getting a burrito, are. Out there with their other crew, another crew of bros in the yeah. same situation. Everyone's pissed off. And if Food's you see a girl long. there, it looks like she's <laughs> she needs help. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like shout out to Cody Moyles and all this <laughs> and Blake and the San Clemente people for that were intelligent enough to document all the hilarious shit doing the Lord's work. <laughs> doing, the Lord's work showcase and all this. They what do they call it? Uh, fuck it. They had like Sky Lounge or something called. Yeah. It. <laughs> Dude, those kids are so fucking funny, and they Aldolfo's after dark. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of them. Yeah. They it got shut down multiple times because like the amount the it was like world star level fights. One restaurant every week for one burrito and. Probably avoided two or three fights of dudes just standing in front of me yeah. for no reason wanting to fight. Well, it's ridiculous. Like, literally someone yelled, throw him in the green sauce. <laughs> like, because they had the salsa bar and a fight's happening and people, like, obviously this people spectating, they got to get their legs in. And yeah. Like, throw him in the green sauce. <laughs> that One should of my... be their t-shirts. <laughs> Adolfo's. Throw, throw him, him in, in the, the green sauce. <laughs> They should just like embrace it. They should become the dive. Bar. I mean, they're already the dive bar of of Mexican food being open at. Yeah, they're one punching machine away from being. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I mean, just throw up some pads. Yeah. Get like a like sign up. Yeah, just get a, a list. Yeah, make it an open mic for yeah. open mic fights. <laughs> open mic. Hey, show up if things didn't work out the way you not yeah. work it. Which work, we all know they did not work your aggression out. Come, uh, you know. It's fine. It's sign up sober, show up hammered. Yeah. But I think that sh- that should bring us to the pinnacle of dive bars in San Clemente, which is Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads, really? It might be. I mean, period. Yeah, I think the the care patrons. They yeah, they took they, care of us. Like cheers. Um, yeah, only the honest cheers. Yeah, like, it's because we are dealing with people. With problem, like real drinking. Oh. Yeah, they keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah, if speaking of shifts and keeping the lights on, we for sure paid their mortgage. Yeah, and you could tell when you've been there too long because there's a distinct day shift and night shift. The day shift is the old folks that are there to just drink the past 60 years away, but 
you'd get there early for like a hockey game or something and you'd have to talk to them and you're just getting talked at by mm-hmm. a dude talking about a surf legendary surf spot that you don't <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope Brick and that other lady still own it. Yeah, I think I Brick went... doesn't seem like he was like in concern of it. He he would just be like, "Oh yeah, this is something I own. It's not a big deal." Yeah, I don't think it would make or break him, but just yeah. uh for the uh, he just seems like an awesome dude and yeah. The amount... <laughs> Super inviting. He let us uh and it was great. He, he'd like for, I mean, most people, obviously, most people listening probably have never met Brick from Knuckleheads, but he basically looked like the aging Bronson. <laughs> he yeah. Because like, he literally was a weightlifter. Yeah. And a wrestler. And so he, a water skier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is such an odd. Which is, which, it's so specific. Yeah. I, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's really into water skiing. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And like he had always had just like a real. Distinct mustache, kind of Bronson-like. And the way that he would throw you out was like, hey, man, <laughs> listen, I know I know you were going through some stuff, but like, you can't do that here. Like, It wasn't ever like, yeah. get the fuck out of my bar. It was a lot of like, okay, let's just take it easy. Oh, man. Speaking of that, probably the, the uh, br- uh, core values of the brand or uh, whatever, but Hennessy, what... That I don't remember what exactly happened, but the night that like he was, there was a fight happening. Hennessy, the crutch. Yes, <laughs> and Hennessy, who was like the nicest, biggest fucking dude who could just yeah. manhandle anyone he wanted, he's just like trying to get this person out, and then some fucker with like on crutches goes to swing at somebody just in this fight. Babe Ruth L- double hand swing. Yeah, and literally. Bent his crutches, like swung, hit Hennessy. The crutches bent over him, and Hennessy just looked so disappointed. Just was like, "Come on, man! Like, really?" Which was the cool thing about the bars, because you didn't have the the vibe of like frustrated uh, Marines and weightlifters like uh, at Oli's that yeah. were like looking for a fight. He was just trying to keep it cool with yeah. everyone, regardless of what they did. Because they had like the we're ha- like you're gonna have to come back. Like this isn't yeah. like that. We're out of the way enough that people that come here are coming. Something here. that you would see at like a family reunion where you're like, Reggie, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we get it. I don't love everyone here. <laughs> yeah, but I tolerate. Yeah, damn. When you mentioned that, uh, that reminded me of this. Bar. Which is pretty divey. And to bring it back to being Shanghai, it's called the Shanghai right. in Huntington. And it's a divey room. They, they're big on karaoke. But the bartender that works there is such a cunt. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> You're talking about people looking for a fight. She, she banned my friends for not tipping them, tipping her. Once? Yeah. They bought bottles of water because <laughs> um, it was for an open mic. Um, and then the bouncer wasn't super aggressive, but he had that kind of like, I shouldn't, I deserve more. I deserve better than this yeah. kind of vibe. Did linebacker. Yeah. It was such a interesting, uh, little window into that world because a, it's in Huntington beach. So it's already like the aggressiveness nature yeah. of any bar there. Like every bar I go into there, I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck 
is happening. Yeah. Like, if we think that San Clemente was rough, like, Huntington vibes are weird. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of attitude at that, was that TK Burger? Yeah. On the beach, there was, like, a just normal-looking, like, surfer guy who got real aggressive at me, and I'm like... I'm just getting a burger at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it's your way. But I take it. I didn't steal anything from you. But yeah, uh, long story short, that bartender, some crazy, like gnarly drugs. But I saw her. All right, long story short, this girl was there during an open, like comedy show. She was overserved. Whose yeah. fault is that? Not like belligerent. She's sloppy. Um. The bartender decides she's had enough. Tells the the bouncer to kick her out. Bouncer goes over. He's like, "Hey, you've had too much. Like, you gotta go." Cause she's like laughing, but she uh, she wasn't a problem. Yeah, she's not tipping over tables. No, she was loud, but whatever. <clears throat> and you know, bouncer's like, "Whatever, I gotta kick her out." Kicking her out, and the girl's like, "No, fuck this." And she's like, "I gotta finish my drink." So she slams her drink, slams it on the table. As she slams it, she doesn't really let it go, so she does that like hand drag thing and then kind of throws it on the ground. But it clearly was on, like not on purpose. It was yeah. just like, I'm drunk. Bam. Uh-oh. And uh, it breaks. The, bar, uh, the bouncer just rolls his eyes. like, thank God for Tuesdays. Uh, starts to usher her out. Meanwhile, bartender grabs a metal bat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Charles Bronson in here. Yeah. I don't know if she jumped over the bar, but in my mind, she jumped over the bar. <laughs> She comes out, she like grabs the girl up, throws her forward, like gets her, like her momentum going, literally throws her out of the bar. The bar is like curb parking block. Girl trips over the parking block, just spills out into the parking lot. They have a back and forth. They're yelling, 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 whatever. Uh, bartender swings the bat at her and hits her with a fucking metal bat on the arm because like the, the, the girl raised her arm up and she's whack and like it was like she just opened up she's just like you have fucked up i have done i have done time in federal prison for a violent offense i'm coming back with a gun and i said i'm going yeah home. that's that's a good time to time. to bounce and that's my cue to exit but that's the glory of a dive bar. Yeah. Because you never know what you're going to get. It's just wild cards. Here I am just trying to do my four to five minutes of shitty jokes. And now... People are literally getting assaulted with <laughs> baseball bats. <laughs> and it, like the fact that it was, it was like not even like a full-on softball. It was like a t-ball bat. So it's yeah. Like, which made sense because like the, it was proportional to the bartender. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like, she went small. through the rack and like, oh, this is small. I can handle this. Yeah, yeah. and this it feels the weight feels good in my wrist. Yeah, <laughs> got a good grip. But yeah, you didn't have that at Knuckleheads. They just took the crutch to the back and they yeah, you know, they politely like, asked you to leave. I mean, Mike did. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best is being like locals there and realizing. I mean, you could do wrong, but if something happened, the other person was going to get thrown out way easier oh, yeah. than you would. They had your back. Yeah. T-Bird got in an argument with some guy, uh, and I can't remember what it was about, but the guy was just yelling at him, and then T-Bird like, said something, and he just set the dude off, and then that dude was like forcibly <laughs> like thrown out, and he's like, why am I being thrown out? And like, <laughs> 
And he's, I think Hennessy was like, that's T-Bird. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he lives here. Not a big deal. Yeah, we're going to be, we're, <laughs> we're hedging our bets. Um, oh, and they, would, they were just so accommodating. Like, uh, I think routinely we'd be like, is it karaoke night? And they'd be like, do you want it to be karaoke <laughs> <laughs> Then it's karaoke <laughs> night. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Karaoke. Or we'd be like, hey, we need a bowl of Cosmopolitans to play uh, Two Truths and a Lie, and they would do it without question. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I remember the, the bowl. And uh, can you explain what a Cosmopolitan bowl is? It's, uh, it's literally what we're talking Yeah, it's like the Sex and the City drink, but in a mixing bowl that you would have to take a sip of and then tell Two Truths and a Lie... And then the next person would have to call it a lie or not, and just move on from there. the The rules were really liquid. We didn't; they're fluid. We didn't really understand what. Uh, it was mostly about the bowl. Yeah, it was mostly about getting drunk as fast as you can. Because um, how many liquors are in a cosmopolitan? I have no clue. They're like I feel like several. vermouth. They're like a lot, and none of them are friendly. Yeah. Not that there's like really a friendly liquor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like a thing that we have ever ordered a Cosmopolitan, which added to the hilarity of the entire thing. But I mean, Bird probably did. Yeah. The rest of us, not so much. But, I mean, you bring out a bowl of anything. I'll probably... This place serves bowls of, <laughs> of booze? There's bowls of alcohol here? <laughs> have you ever thought about opening up a dive bar? Like moving home and being like, all right... Gonna open up a dive bar. I've thought it for a little bit, and then I remember being at a dive bar. Yeah. And I'm like... Like, maybe. not working. <laughs> yeah. If I had to work there, that's one thing you realize after a while. You're like, oh, I like the bar scene. I like drinking and being at the bar. And then you realize you have responsibility there that you have to be sober for, and you're like, this sucks. I, like, you're essentially having to, like, babysit 20 drunk people. Oh, yeah. Which seems... I would just say fuck That's it why and you leave hire them alone. The lifeguards that are known as bartenders. They're That's on true. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they're uh, money makers, but. Yeah. I mean, you buy a 12 pack of beer for $11 and sell each one for three. Oh, but no, not even that. If you're buying it wholesale, it's way yeah. cheaper. And if you're buying kegs, it's a fucking joke. But, yeah. I've never really, I don't know. I've never really thought about doing it myself. I do. I just, I'm just an appreciator. I like, yeah. Like Long Beach has a great dive bar scene. Some of them are a little more, uh, what do we call? Some are more authentic than others, but I, I love a Reno room. Drew's, Drew's fucking done the, the groundwork and shown me all the good. He's done the research. Oh, he, he's got great taste. <laughs> Reno Room, Badley's. You don't get fucked with. You just go in there, get your buzz on. Reno Room's great because it's attached to a Mexican restaurant, and they serve you food a long time. Like, again, great. I fucking love Long Beach. Like, <laughs> I can eat food I don't have here? to feel terrible tomorrow. Yeah. This is great. That's the weird thing about, like, California. Like, growing up in Michigan, all the dive bars are... They're like working class associated, mm -hmm. so it's all like, especially in Detroit, it's a lot of like auto worker unions that are at the like essentially are sponsored by the bar. 
Um, <laughs> the old Miami in Detroit, you could buy a 75-cent thing of Milwaukee's Best um, cans, and you'd be probably the youngest person in there by 40 years, which is awesome. And they had couches, which <laughs> if you're in a bar with couches... You know the vibe. Yeah, it's going to get weird. Um, and a wood stove, which is also weird, but not, that might just be Michigan. Probably, I mean, Midwest, upper Midwest, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> the cool thing about working class bars like that is, like, it's dark. Just come here, drink, don't do anything else. Yeah, Pittsburgh was good, too. Like, speaking of working class vibes, it's because, like... Their food is, just, I mean, it's just bar food, but it's like Polish bar food. So it's like, yeah, yeah. you want pierogies till 12? It's like, all right, well, they're 50 cents tonight. Sorry, they're a little expensive. Like, that sounds fine. Yeah. That sounds great. Give me 18. That was the best in, when I was living in Hamtramck, is I would go to the Roosevelt, which is a, uh, it's like an Elks Lodge bar where you can get a dollar tap beer. But on the way home was Polish Village and. I'll take 75. It's great. Thank God for... Why is Polish... Polish people figured it out. Yeah, it's just... It's the most comforting food. You just feel like you're wrapped in a warm blanket after eating it. It's amazing. That's basically what all their food... We really were on a roll. We know it's The great. chemistry here is palpable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah. That's, that's our little uh, the slice of the dive bar life. Uh, if you work at, own, or frequent dive bars, we salute you. And, uh, yeah, doing I, the Lord's work. We appreciate you for being there for us because yeah. uh, you're there when no one else is. And hell, just another shout-out to Hennessy and, and, and Brickett Knuckleheads. Yeah. If you're ever growing through uh, San Clemente, California, maybe even make a pit stop. They're yeah. great people, and they deserve your money yeah. and affection. They're great. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.